Welcome back to the Sharehouse Podcast. We've properly f***ed off the people of Ireland and we're going to get to the bottom of why. Joel, the other week we had William Boyd on the podcast and we discussed and launched a series of reels around the Irish exit. And I don't want to say goodbye to everyone individually, so no. I always just do the communal wave. And do any of you ever do the Irish exit at a party? All the time. Do, do explain what the Irish exit is, I'm not just aware. pissing off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, I saw them on my Instagram. They popped off. Um, Great. Well, they, <laughs> you know what? They, they popped off on TikTok. It's weird. Every week it's different on different platforms, but... TikTok pop off, pop, pop off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've not seen the TikTok. I've been told to keep silent or keep distant from the TikTok um, website yeah. until today. Let me read you some comments. I'll start with the, the chill ones. Please, please hit me. Uh, but the Irish had some things to say about the Irish exit. From Cathal Kelly, a very Irish name to start off strong. <laughs> Irish exit is usually say goodbye to everyone twice, stay for another half hour, and then uh, piss off later after tea. <laughs> but then Liam hits us. I'm assuming like a Liam Gallagher or some sort of Irish name like yeah, that. Yeah, of course, of course. When do Irish people leave without saying anything? 10 likes. <clears throat> yeah, okay. And then that's just a subtle one. And then Liam again. <laughs> two, two different oh, comments. Two Liams, okay. Where do these Americans get Irish exit from? Cry emoji. <laughs> to which I responded, I don't think you've ever heard an American accent before. Because <laughs> I, I like to think our accents are very ocker. You know, it's all very, you know, yeah. And yeah. It, but maybe the idea of the Irish exit came from America. Yeah, he did Cause, respond cause with that. I, now that we, we had the William Boyd episode, I've been hearing it in my everyday life. Yeah. Like I yeah. watched a short film the other day and it was about these dudes at a party and the d- one dude was like, oh yeah, I think he Irish exited. And it's yeah. like, so I'm like, oh, so that get clearly is a thing. It's but- a commonplace expression. It's like the Irish have never heard it before though. It's like, we've been just saying it behind their back and we're the first guys to put it out to the world. <laughs> yeah. But you're saying that they've done it in the movies. So I don't know about that. Oh, well, that was a sh- uh, just an indie short film about American party boys. The so indie, who knows? Maybe that's, that's, that's the problem. Maybe the big Hollywood's too scared to put it out like we've brazenly done. Damn, we're the headline (laughs) for this. There's one more. Luke Murphy said, the the Irish thing... I'm not going to do that. (laughs) That's going to get them even more mad. The Irish exit isn't an Irish thing. Saying I'll head now over the span of three hours and then finally leaving after having said goodbye to everyone and their dog is the Irish exit. Okay. I thought I've got a couple of things that we can do because we've obviously offended a nation. Have you done any recon? Well, that's what I was thinking. We do right now. I'm going to look up. What is the Irish exit? I'm just going to look up. I'm going to put in the Google the Irish exit. Are we wrong? Or are the Irish wrong? (laughs) I'd like to think the Irish are wrong. Okay. First thing that pops up from Reader's Digest. An Irish exit is when you leave a social situation... Uh, in brackets, a party, a larger gathering, for example, without saying goodbye to your host or to other guests. Wow. Okay. Let's get a second opinion on that one. Okay. What is the origin of the Irish exit? Is another one. Would yeah, you like to from, read this one? From uh, Babbel.com yep. magazine. In an interview with Quartz, linguist Anatoly Liberman says that the original version of the Irish goodbye comes from the English, who called it French leave. Oh. As in, he took French leave. This phrase can be... Okay, it doesn't actually tell me what no, the that, phrase that's is. No, that's not a great one. 
The French Oh, because it's asking what is the origin of the Irish accent. Okay, so yeah, maybe we want to keep on moving here. Yeah. Okay, what's the difference between French and Irish exit? Maybe that now we'll go down the rabbit hole that this is good. A French leave, sometimes French exit is... Uh, Irish goodbye or Irish exit is a departure from a location or event. The exact same thing. Okay, okay without informing others or without seeking approval. Wow. Now, okay. this one is interesting, though. How do Irish people say goodbye? Oh, that's um. Oh, this is the not language. What, this is, what this is not what we want. Go down this, to the to the urban dictionary. Irish exit. That uh, you missed it. Oh, there's already. Oh yeah, got you, got you, got you. That's that's a definitive source. The act of bailing on your friends at a party or activity without telling them. Okay, so I think we're kind of like it's. Even if we did make an assumption on what it means and all these things are making an assumption, like it's backed up by the first page of Google. So yeah. I feel like thing- we, we can't be blamed for this. No, I think the Irish need um, to come to grips with the fact that they're flaky bastards. <laughs> but that being don't said- say goodbye. I know, I know a lot of Australian Irish exiters. I mean, it's a thing. It's, it's had an impact on the world. Mm. Um, nothing to be ashamed of. <laughs> or everything to be ashamed of. That being said... I'm still in the business of reconciliation. Yes. And I know you are too. So I've asked you to prepare something. Could you tell the people what I've asked you to prepare? Yeah. Mikey frantically messaged me in the middle of the night. was like, don't look at our TikTok. Don't worry (laughs) about it. I'll tell you about it on air. But also, please list your top five Irish things. Yeah, because we appreciate the people of Ireland and we just want (laughs) to let them know. That, yeah, okay, we've outed you with the Irish exit, but we're still one with your people. So, I thought we'd go one for one and give our top five things about Ireland. All right. Would I, you like to start us off? I would. I wrote them on um, a piece of paper 20 minutes ago. Um, I love their use of grand. And I've recently interpreted it into my own vocabulary where at the, if someone says like, oh, I'm making pasta for us tonight. And you're like, grand. Oh, that sounds grand. Yeah, yeah awesome. Yeah, sounds grand. Grandiose would be the, the etymology of that word, right? That's where I've, where I've gone. That's where I've departed cool. from Ireland. Grand. <laughs> That's grand. Okay. Grand. Love that. Uh, my number one. Your number one. Uh, huh? Conan O'Brien. Is <laughs> he from Ireland, huh? Yeah, he's, he's, he's 100% Irish. Great podcast. Uh, I'd say he's put Ireland on the map. Shout out Conan. Definitely yeah. wasn't Haggis. Come on our podcast if you want. Yeah. Can <laughs> you imagine? <laughs> Be nice. Uh, number two for All you. Right, number two, in no particular order. Sure. This is just this is just number same, two. Same, same, same. Um, there are Irishmen in the movie The Departed. I think that's a really good movie. Yeah, it's sure. got it's got Irish representation, yeah. and I don't think the movie would be the same without it. Isn't there a movie called The Irishman as well? No. What there, is, yeah, there is, there yeah? is, but but I'm not shouting that movie out. <laughs> I'll well, shout out to The Departed. No, no shade, Martin's, Marty Scorsese. If you want to hit me up. No, we're, we're Marvel fans. Screw you, Scorsese. No, no, yeah, I'm gonna huge th- Marvel I'm, fans. I'm going to thread at Scorsese, see if he comes back to me. <laughs> uh, two, Follow our threads. <laughs> my number two, uh, my friend Niall. He's technically not Irish, but he's got an Irish accent. He's from Scotland, but he sounds Irish. I feel like that is an offensive point. I don't think the Irish like being um, compared to the Scottish accent wise. I think they need to start discerning accents then. All right. Well, if we're going to go Irish hate, my next point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually, I don't actually have any hate, but I did write the accent is pog. Yeah, sick. <laughs> That's one of my points as well. This is good. Let's go. There we go. Uh, number four for me, a glass of Bailey's. Mm, bit of Irish cream down the gullet that's That's the way to get drunk for me I know I'm violently lactose intolerant that's why I've run out I see a oh is that not a bottle of it okay move on Uh, I've I've run out because the last time I had it was a messy night (laughs) not talking about like vomiting or anything (laughs) not good oh I got something to tell you about the weekend anyway my my number four is um 
the Banshees of Inisherin movie is okay. set in on an island in Ireland. Ooh, an island uh, in Ireland. Say that five an times fast. Island in Ireland. The island. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a good. I really enjoyed that film. I saw it in the cinema. It was good. I think we're really starting to bridge gaps here. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've made complete. Um, we're now harmonious with the Irish. I'm not even done yet. I've still got two more. You got six. Them. I'm reading. not reading. I just saw you had six. Well, yeah, I, I wanted to really repair the damage we've done. I, Number five, ally, uh, Saint Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Who was? Oh, that's the one I I thought of doing that. Yeah. I was thinking of it about about it going to bed, and I forgot it. That was one I forgot. You know much about Saint Patrick? I know nothing about Saint Patrick. You didn't know that uh, it was a fifth century Romano-British Christian missionary and a bishop in Ireland, Let's known go. as the Apostle of Ireland. Is the primary patron saint of Ireland, the other patron saints being Bridget of Kildare and Columba. I think it might have been Columbia. I'm not sure if that's spelt wrong or not. He's credited, this is my favorite part, as a very staunch non-religious uh, person, but still big ups religion. Uh, he is credited with bringing Christianity to parts of Ireland. Let's <laughs> like- go. You know, I, love fall, I love four-leaf clovers. Yeah. Dude, we should thread about this. This is crazy. Is number five, four-leaf clovers? <laughs> no, I didn't. Did you write that? Well, no, that's yours. Then I'll Oh, continue. no, no. My number five is uh, shepherd's pie. Oh, very Apparently that's strong. Irish. That's, okay. what, that's what Google told me today. That's, that's a really strong one. Yeah. I'll cap up with number six. Um, which is your number four, I believe, which is I'm a big fan of the accent. Yeah. Um, the YouTuber Japsec- Jacksepticeye. Yeah. Is, is I believe, Irish. I don't Irish, watch Jack. Yeah. I'm actually not a fan, but I like the the cut of his jib. <laughs> yeah. I think he's really got something going on. Not a fan on. of Jack, huh? No. What, if he's, what if that hurts his feelings? Well, he's got like 20 million subscribers. He'd be okay. Yeah, I'm sure he needs to learn about Sharehouse anyway. He probably does, but I also think he's probably a, a mogul that owns like 30 Sharehouses. Yeah, probably some of the ones we'll live in in our lifetime. Wouldn't that be nice? You know, everyone talks about, like we talked about the rental crisis with Fergus Neal. You can go check out that episode in your own time, friends, but stick on this one right now. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the rental crisis. And like, oh, people shouldn't be owning so many homes. You know, it's, it's dog for this for everybody. If I had millions of dollars, I would have houses all over the world. Yeah, there is a baby. reason why it is a crisis and shit's gone so wrong. Mm. Um, no, I know someone who used to live in a property owned by Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, so like people buy down here. It's valuable land in Melbourne, Australia. Imagine Daniel Radcliffe. Like I know he's probably charging landlord? like a thousand dollars a week, but imagine Daniel Radcliffe's like, hey, yeah, just two hundred bucks this week, champ. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> You used extra water, but I'll cover that for you. It's me, yeah. Harry Potter. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of Irish reconciliation. If you're Irish, uh, reach out if you feel like that was enough. And if it wasn't enough, I think that's more of a representation on you than us. Because yeah. we've given you 12 points. Yeah. In total. Strong. You know, we uh, 11. Uh, well, you had and the then other- we had a double up. So that's 10. Yeah, you had the uh, Irish, the, the four leaf clover. Oh, true. Yeah. All right. We'll go with 11. I'm not I saying there were 12 say, different points. They're I have points. such a distinct memory from my childhood. I was uh-huh. really sick at about eight years old or something. And my father made me shepherd's pie. Mm. And I turned to him. I'm like, father, this is probably the only thing I could have even thought of stomached eating on that day. And I like to think that shepherd's pie saved my life. And, and by extension, the Irish did. Bit of St. Patrick in that for sure. Yeah. Bit of Christianity spreading across the nation. You did put it in your mouth. I did.
Yeah, I'd say out of you've got some catchphrases. I'd say I'd put it in my mouth is the most confusing one you have, especially in the context of you're talking about eating food and you'd say I'd put it in my mouth. Yeah, I'd say that's the way, like the place where oddly it doesn't work, even though contextually it makes sense. No, but like think about the things you put in your mouth, right? Sure. What what kind of emotions do you attach to things you put in your mouth? Uh, mostly happiness, I'd say. Sure. Exactly. So if I'm a big fan of St. Pat. Yeah, put him in my mouth. You put him in your mouth. I just like I like some things. For example, <laughs> love Robert Downey Jr. in Sherlock Holmes one and two. Yeah, a, a fantastic performance. But in that movie, he's kind of grubby. Set in the older days, where I'm sure showers probably weren't at their prime. And I just don't think I'd want to put that stinky man in my mouth. Same oh. example as uh, Iron Man when he's just. Floating through space in the, the later Avengers movies. I'm sure you put plenty of grubby things in your mouth that you enjoyed. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been the shit house podcast. <laughs> All right, next segment, go sting. Uh, oh, yeah, what's the next one? That's it. Oh, life Stone. updates. Um, oh, do you want me to sing a segment? I don't want to make a new sting. I'm going to be All honest. All right, sing. I just, I just bought a new car. Yesterday, I got, I got, no, I got no that time. That sapped all the hours of his day. He's got none for more sting. Do you want a beatbox, and I'll do a sting over the top, so we don't have to produce it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> jo- uh, life updates. Uh, yeah, life updates. Joel's got life updates. I do have life updates. I'm still searching for a home, which I think I touched on in um a couple weeks ago yeah, on the I, biweekly Joel and Mike. I said to you, Joel. You can't be complaining about not having a new home if you haven't even looked at new homes <laughs> I have since looked at lots of new homes. I've been to a lot of inspections. And my God, is it exhausting? Mm. It's a very exhausting time. Um, I kind of hate it. Um, but you okay right now? You seem like you're getting a lot choked up. You're freezing up. So I'm trying... <laughs> I'm trying to unburp myself because I had this pizza before recording and <laughs> like it's all the talk. <laughs> you are not keeping No, just bleep it out. We'll just bleep it. <laughs> You're not keeping you burping yourself no, we'll, in the podcast. We'll bleep it. It's fine. Imagine the auditory listeners going... We'll bleep it. <laughs> it's like a Rick and Morty episode. No, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> so I've been to plenty of inspections. Sure. And it's... it's How a, many just to, just to give me peace um, of mind here? Probably about nine. Whoa! Probably about nine inspections. It's only been, what, two weeks since the last yeah. recording? Well, that's the thing. I've taken time off work and wow. like I just have my days free. And you like generally stack up a few inspections in a day. Let's go through another um, list then. Okay, quick fire round. Your top three things you like about looking at new homes and your top three things that you hate looking at new homes. Um, it's ex- exciting yep. to like see a home and like get sure. a giddy feeling like this could be it. Um, and that's all really. Because it's like nothing else. Well, like, what would there be apart from like seeing the home being like, this could be my home? Because then, apart from that, you're like waiting, you're like putting together an application, Mm. you're spending time driving around to houses in the middle of the day. True. Most of which have not been good. There's Mm. been very few diamonds in the rough. So like really the only good thing has been when a house does click. Oh, and if the um the uh the inspection agent or the real estate is are nice. Which, which is so far they have been rare. Oh, they've been good most of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. they're there to like answer your questions and like, sure. especially the not great properties I saw. I mean, they're they're very willing to um, be indulged about the property because yeah. I want to sell it. You know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I got lucky enough. That's the thing. You got to really take opportunities when you see them. Like there was a house that I really, really liked. 
Um, and I talked to the agent afterwards and he, we kind of like, he was like, yeah, yeah, apply by the end of the week. We'll review it over the week. And I was like, sick. Mm-hmm. Went to my second inspection of the day. It was the same dude. So I'm like, oh shit, now here's my chance to get make a rapport with this guy. Oh. So I, I was the only one who rocked up to this inspection and we had like a conversation and a chat and he was like, I won't lie to you. This, ins- this property has some problems with it that we're very aware of. And he kind of gave me a little tour around and like, I didn't really like it, but yeah. I, I played along. Yeah, yeah, you um, can play the game. I yeah, respect and that. that was my last inspection of the day. But then he was like, I've actually got this other property around the corner that I'm going to in half an hour. Do you want to come look at that too? And I'm like, of course I'm going to look at that because I'm trying to impress you because I want that yeah. first house. So I went and saw the third house way out of my price range and it was like not my vibe at all. Um, but after that, he was like, yeah, no, if you want to apply for the first one, I'll see it over the weekend. I'll shortlist you. And to that, I was like, done. Cool. Just, oh. So like tip all- number one is network with the, the landlord, you even if you're the real estate agent. Even yeah. if you don't want to, you got to become friends with these uh, greasy head buffs. you got to. <laughs> They're not all greasy head. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna stick to character on this share house podcast. I don't actually know, but this man was really nice to me. So okay. I'm kind of, I'd, I'd fight for him. But I don't know what it's like in his home life or his work life. I'm just thinking purely on the the, the VO5 Garnier products that they threw through their hair. <laughs> I don't know if they're greasy by business trait. I'm just talking. They got a shampoo about every scalp day. Here. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Otherwise, it's gonna, they got a shampoo twice a day with the amount that Garnier is demanding from yeah, their how hair. How you conditioning realistically? Okay, so that's one takeaway. Is yeah. you kind of have to just put aside a week of life. To be able to take the opportunities that come. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, kind of. But I, I, it might. it's probably different in some places. But in Melbourne right now, it's so tough to find somewhere good. And when you do, like at that house that I really liked, the first one I went to, there were like probably five, six different parties of people there inspecting it. Mm-hmm. The other two properties I went to, zero. Ooh. Zero people. So it wasn't as flooded as we're thinking it is due to like social media reporting. I, I don't know. Like I'm like the good ones are being snatched up, yeah. and if they're mediocre, then yeah, people aren't gonna turn up for like. I think people have standards, okay. and if you don't have standards and you have a good income and like a history of people that can say you're good, you can probably get a place. It just might like not be great. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> like it's just hard to get a good place. Okay, so currently, just for full disclosure, give the people a little insight into our lives. You're yeah. currently waiting. I'm currently to, get to hear yeah. back. I am waiting. You're in the lurch. A little bit more on the past bit, though. My um, previous housemate, Lachlan Chatfield, was also looking for a home, and he scooped one up pretty quick just because he was really on it. Yeah. And there weren't many people going to the inspections that he was going to. So it also just depends on the area you're looking, I think. Sure. Um, But yes, I'm currently waiting on this application. Um, and just today I was talking to a friend on the phone, and she and I was explaining to them that ah, I I feel nervous because like they should have told me by now mm. but i'm like don't know if i should call and like come off as naggy and like yeah. give a negative connotation to our application but she was like nah you you should call i've heard people in the past who've gotten the applications sent like approved and gone through because they have called and followed up and said they were really keen it's such a fine line between being uh, excited and persistent and showing initiative and being needy and annoying yeah and as Anxious fellas, and I think most of the age demographic is anxious. It's so hard to know which side of the line you're teetering on. I know. I'm currently left in the lurch as well. I can't talk about what I'm being left in the lurch for, but I am a, a, 
one bad decision away from a phone call saying, hey, how you going? <laughs> What's that anyways? Uh, so have I got it yet? Yeah, right. And it's a heartache. Oh. Uh, and I, I totally empathize with you on that one. I think with real estate agents though, the idea of scaring off a real estate agent, probably not. They, if the volume is as high as people are saying it is at the moment in terms of applications, then probably being that the polite person says, hey, great to meet the other day. Just wanted to follow up with this one. I've put all my applications in. If you're, if it's still available, exactly. We'd love to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's a fair. My friend rate. Nina, who I was on the phone with, who gave me this advice, she was like, very much. It's the way you kind of frame it. Like, so I, I, I called today, and I am so glad I did, and I would recommend it because Nina was also telling me a story about her friend who called. And the people they were originally going to get for that property fell through. So, yeah. because they called and said they were still keen, they were like, oh, great. We'll go with this um, candidate because we know that they're still keen. Yeah. So, I called sure. with framing it like, hey, you know, how's everything going? Just following up on this one, letting you know we're still really keen. And if you need anything, like... And they did end up telling me, oh, we're still waiting on a rental reference for this dude. So, I was like, oh, okay. So, I've yeah. sorted that this afternoon and they should have everything now. So, I'm very glad that I called and yeah. got the update and let them know that I'm still keen and we'll, we'll see what happens. It's- ah, we'll okay. see what happens. This is an audio-based podcast, Joel. You know we can't do we'll that. We'll see what happens. I'll note that. I, I, I got to check the edit twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe three times. Just watch the episode once is all you have to do, Joel. <laughs> We've got a baseline Where's level of production. Pen? value here just watch the episode once i think the overlying theme there is that it's okay to check in for things that you're passionate about i think it's just the way you go about it yeah and just making sure that you do you are prepared enough that you don't have to call twice like the first call can kind of get like you know what's going on like i don't feel like i have to call back because i feel like i got everything i need and they're about and they know the way keen and they have that have your questions written down so you don't feel like you've wasted a phone call because then you're needy if you call back twice in one day and that's yeah you know double call someone that's like quadruple texting yeah I, i struggle all the time with people not responding to me especially in like dj beers everyone's so busy and there's so many djs and other artists just throwing out messages all the time and i'm the guy that'll message so frequently and i feel so annoying <laughs> it is it is awful but hey joel yeah hit the fan mail sting <gasps> didn't realize it audience but we had to dance in silence to that one so that's <laughs> fun uh here's a fan mail that was left on a reel that was uploaded the other day jackie hatton was Jackson on the pod hatton, huh? uh for the pet peeve was the podcast title with ilfection also known as jackie hatton if you haven't checked out the episode go suss it out fantastic episode. episode we talk about animals within the share house environment and in this episode jackie spoke about how if you've got a housemate that owns an animal, it's the best situation for you because you get the opportunity to have a pet in the house without having no obligation to look after the pet. Mm. Also, we think for the comment said, this is from Coffee Meets Carnival, says, lol, I had a roommate whose dog ruined all my furniture with pee, pooped everywhere and she never cleaned up after it. She only came to let the dog out and feed it once a day and otherwise the dog would cry and bark in its crate. I would let it roam the house, obviously because I'm not a monster, but that dog was neglected by my roommate. You will assume responsibilities if they do not. Wow. And I think that's so fair, putting yourself in uh, Coffee Meets Carnival's yeah. position. I saw that this morning. I was like, I hope you got that one for this because that's a yeah. strong comment. Yeah. 
What are your thoughts um, on that? My thoughts are it doesn't sound like that this roommate was a friend. It sounds like it might have been a roommate who was just like an acquaintance. Yeah. And like, because I think when you move in with people, especially if you have, if they have pets, there's like a level of trust you need to have yeah. with them, I think. And if you don't know how, if it's a stranger with a pet, it's like you have no idea how they treat animals in general. Oh, I dude, think. What if it was like a person that hit their dog when the dog got angry? Like they slapped Exactly. Them. Well, it's kind of the same thing. It's neglect. Yeah. And it's affecting everybody. And you, it's, it's just that whole thing of like choosing your housemates still and it's like it is a some people do have to move out with initially strangers and that is a gamble to take yeah i would say that it's more of a gamble to move out with strangers with pets because it could be a situation like that and you just sure. don't know you have to like inspect and make sure of that and if you have a roommate who wants to get a pet you kind of really have to lay out the boundaries before they get the pet i guess yeah like being like you like you don't let it piss and shit everywhere <laughs> like not everyone's gonna be like jackie hatton where they're on top of it and are on top of having a dog and and the responsibilities that come with that you're right some people could just it's like how you see in the shopping center right you see that mum and you can hear her from a mile away or the dad and you see him from a mile away just chris i will not take this we'll go home you fuck and it's like that you're talking to a three-year-old <laughs> and you think there should be laws on who should have kids, right? Because you shouldn't have a kid. And I think it's the same with animals. Like, some people get it because they think, oh, it's so fun to have a companion. You're not ready for that responsibility. Yeah. But You're who not are- ready for that child. <laughs> who are we? We are smart enough individuals to know, hey, mother wearing G-Star raw trackies and yelling at your three-year-old child while you're, you're, you're half puffing a dart and the other hand's hitting the other kid. It's like, no, no. Stop puffing the dart in front of your kids. Stop kicking your kids. You shouldn't have kids. I'm sorry, no. We should have f***ing laws about that. But who are we to tell you how to parent, huh? Oh, <laughs> no. 23 or 24-year-old Mikey with no kids should tell you. <laughs> I, I no. find it so shocking and we see it so often in society yeah. or someone that's like out with their dogs and the dog's just like sniffing another dog and the person just yanks the dog by the lead. He's like, no, Boris, no. I'm so sorry about him. It's like the dog's smelling another dog. That is what a dog would do. What? You oh. take a lot more notice of people than I do. When yeah, I'm what do out. you do? Just float around your little hey, cloud. No, I'm Mission. If I'm going to the supermarket, I'm like getting my bananas. I'm getting out of that stinky place, bro. Oh, you know what I, I am? I'm a bloody out. vigilante. I'm yeah, like Batman. Right. You stick around, you f-ing loiter. I get it. I get it. It's in, fine. I sit in the corner, top of shelves, <laughs> in my people. black garments with my cape, and I pounce. I steal children and I leave them at the local daycare center. That parent <laughs> doesn't deserve the child. We have stern words. Of yeah, great. Uh, for legal Grant. purposes, that is satire. So. But in the ja- in Jackie Hatton's case, I think she had the track record of having the dog before she moved in with Damien Vosk, giving Damien Vosk the confidence that Jackie Hatton treats her dog all right because I've seen it with my own that's two true. ears. Yeah, that's very true. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. And that comes that circles back to the point of moving out with people you know is a lot easier and probably better in the long run. But then we've also made the point before that moving out with people you know could end the relationship. Yeah. So it's a all of it's a double edged sword. All of it's a gamble. I think moving out with pets is a toughie. Cause I, we touched on it in the episode, but I think it is a tough one because either way you will be lapping up some responsibility yes, over yes. the animal just because you'd occupy a space with it. You mm-hmm. can't dig a trench and not allow the animal over the trench. Like It's not going to listen to you, bro. It's an animal. Yeah, you're trying to tame a wild beast. 
<laughs> brings me to the Jackie Hatton episode. We do episode recaps here on the Share House podcast every bloody second Thursday. So I thought we'd start with the Jackie Hatton pet peeve episode. Kind of just go through our thoughts, what we're feeling afterwards. Those were kind of my thoughts. Those were most of your thoughts? Sure. Yeah. I had a note. Hit me with a note. My note was, I think I talk too much. <laughs> and this is a vulnerable point, so be nice. But would you think after me... I, I, I edit the episodes after you do your edit and then I do the reels. And I, I happen to realize I do do a lot of talking. True I or mean, false? I, th- I didn't notice it. I th- like, sure, you talked a lot, but I didn't notice it as like a point of hindrance in the episode. Okay. Because the episode was kind of, hey, Mikey, why don't you want a pet in your home? Which mm. allowed which opened up a lot of explaining for you to do yeah. because you took the stance of no way, Jose, I could never see that happening. Sure. And Jackie Hatton rebutting with a lot of good questions about like how you keep a girlfriend around, for example. That's a fact. It opens yeah. up to a lot of discussion from you and you have to kind of sit there and defend yourself. So I, yeah, I didn't see... I mean, I could listen to it again if you want me to, but I, I didn't see a point of hindrance. In I'll that. take that. Oh, th- thank you. I think it's a, it's a weird line. This is very niche podcast uh, host <laughs> Anxieties with Joel and Mikey. The thing that I always think about is you're hosting a podcast, right? And yeah. so there is a lot of talking that needs to be done to fill out the 30 to an hour minutes we're talking about here. But <laughs> in case <laughs> you didn't realize. It's a term in the industry. Um, but then there's there's monologuing and then there's talking. And I think I just, I'm weary of some podcasts I listen to and I think, oh God, stop talking. Let the other person talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there's a difference between you when it's your turn to talk, you know, and you jump in when it's your turn to talk. What shits me about all these late night TV shows is the host is literally cutting off the guest. Yeah. Like they're stepping over their words and shoving their way into the conversation. To make it about themselves. And it's like, yeah. no. That's not what we do on the Sharehouse podcast. Nah. We let guests speak. Sorry. Hey, you got to show your emotions, man. That's that's the, yeah, I, that's my emotions expressed to the world. My second point I'm was right about that. I've been with Tara's dog Billy more often since that episode, oh. and I'm realizing I was right and I was wrong because Billy's cute, and I knew that, but. And I'm, and I'm loving it. I'm loving having the puppy around. She's very sweet. It just gives you a little bit of entertainment, a bit of company. But I'm also realizing as well that having a dog changes your social life. <laughs> yeah. And uh, an obvious one, but something to think about as well that you might, people might just not think about more. In that we went out the other night to a drag show and Billy was barking at home. And that's another issue, but she's you know starting to stop barking. We're doing counteractive measures. But... We have to plan, okay, if we're going to go out and we're going out for longer than, let's say, 11, 12, like, Billy's going to get worried and it's unfair on the animal. So, do we drop the, the dog off at somebody else's house to dog sit for the night? And you kind of have to plan these things through if you're going to yeah, do anything. Yeah, wow. It's just an extra extra little thing that you have to think about and it's easy to navigate around, but still a thing. Yeah. It's just a whole, whole other world of things that you need to kind of be aware of that could happen by owning an animal. Like, it's all part of the responsibility. Sure. Like, I wish I wish my neighbours next to my parents' house took the same measures that you and Tara are taking because their dog barks. When, whenever there is nobody in the house, the dog uh, barks all day and all night. Yeah. It's infuriating. Yeah, it is. It is for the whole neighbourhood. And how do you say to someone, hey, 
get your shit together, get your dog trained. Like, Billy, we've had to take a lot of counteractive measures. Yeah. With her, you know, trying different trees, tying different balls, different toys, different setups for her so she's comfortable. <laughs> Could you put camera. that in a PDF for me so I can print it and uh, put yeah, it in the mailbox? I'm That'd happy to go great. talk to your neighbor for you. It's okay. That'd be good. Uh, my last point, Jackie was great. Mm. Just a really great guest. And I really enjoyed Jackie's input and uh, comedic timing, just the whole... The whole thing was really lovely to listen back to. Yeah. And we get that with a lot of our guests. I just uh, pointing out with Jackie was specifically like a very lovely guest. Yeah, no, she was. And mm. we, we had the Radio Mike interview as well. Oh, and yeah. And it's just like, yeah, I yeah. think if, if, you, if you're like Radio Mike, I could very much see him be a staple of this show because he's always great to have. He's yeah. a very well-seasoned podcaster, presenter, just speaker in general. Great to have a conversation with. Very much enjoyed the dive into his life. And so interesting going from an episode like The Wedgie War, where it was the stupid... One of, one of the more stupid episodes we've done. Yeah. And the way we just flipped up like that, because we recorded them all on the same day, to something so candid, talking about life as creatives and talking about uh, consistency and whatnot. It was so interesting to, to have that complete mood shift. Yeah. And it was nice. Ah, oh, ain't that sweet. And I believe... That's the bi-weekly wrap-up. Put it there. Put it there, Michael. Did you have fun today? I had lots of fun. I hope Ireland like us again. I was thinking that, and I don't think they do. Hey, if you're from Ireland, make sure you tell someone you love them today. If you're anybody else, go f*** yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, the Sharehouse Pod listener. This is William Boyd. I'm currently in France. Uh, you have disrupted my holiday because apparently we're upset at my term, uh, my use of the term Irish exit, which is what I've always been told it is. Sorry to any Irish people that have taken offence to this. I, I, I'm very sorry if this has targeted you. Uh, I will no longer use the term Irish exit. I'll just use the term speedy exit. But I love Ireland. I do. And I'm, I am passionate about my love for Ireland. I love all things Irish. I love haggis. I love kilts. I love... Uh, the bagpipes, it, all things Ireland. You have a great festival, fringe festival, that happens every year. I love Ireland. So, mwah, my love goes out to all the Irish people. Uh, we're now changing the name to Speedy Exit. Thank you. <laughs>